Welcome to the Proclaim podcast, where we sit down with missionary disciples and talk all things around sharing Jesus with others. Hello and welcome to the Proclaim podcast. I'm Eric Chow, the director for Proclaim. And uh, across from me today is another special guest. I say every guest is special, but I'm going to say that this is a very, very special guest. This is, uh, I have with me Father Justin Wong from a pastor at St. Anthony of Padua. Uh, Father Justin has been dedicated to parish renewal and evangelization and discipleship formation and uh, really on the on sort of the cutting edge and the, the front lines of, of parish renewal uh, over the last number of years. Yeah. So welcome, Father Justin. Thank and you. thanks so much for taking the time. Yeah, it's to great be to be podcast. here. It's an honor. Praise God. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting, the topic that we're going to be discussing today, because I think well, when I think of you and when I think of St. Anthony of Padua, uh, I think of a parish that is active mm. and engaged yeah. and constantly moving, right. uh, thinking of new ways to do things. Yeah. And yet our topic today is on Sabbath. Mm. Yeah. And Sabbath, I think, has an understanding of, of being uh, restful, mm. slowing down, uh, honoring the Lord, uh, you know, in, in the way that he asks us to and commands us to, to, to keep holy the Sabbath day. So a little bit of, uh, an, of an interesting conversation, but yeah. you and I have had conversations in the past around Sabbath yeah. and taking rest. And so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to where we're going to take this. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah. Because it's all part of the fullness of life. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... As we were discussing, Sabbath is something that is necessary in our lives, mm. especially for our proclaimed listeners who are, right. for the most part, quite active in ministry and active in engaging in, in parish life. So, you know, for, for you, you know, how would you describe Sabbath? What, what are the first things that describe Sabbath for you? Yeah, the, I think it's all resting in God. Man, I really uh, need it. Um, I think... Now, let me think. Sorry, I'm losing it already. <laughs> it's all good. Um, what comes to my mind is, uh, you know, my own story of uh, when I had my conversion when I was 16 years old, um, I felt so much of God's love. He did so much for me. And I honestly thought that I would spend my life giving back to him because just he gave me so much in a moment when I felt his love in confession and I wanted to give my life back to him. And that basically um, colored the way I, I was living my life. I was always trying to sacrifice more. And he, I remember even one monk at Westminster Abbey said to me, well, you give until you have nothing left. And that made sense to me. And in a certain sense, that's actually very true. It's very much Jesus' life who gives until the end. He loves us to the end. But then I started hitting a very human uh, wall where um, just excessive tired, uh, tiredness, um, losing joy, um, kind of even as a priest, it's almost uh, sad to say when you don't look forward to celebrating the sacraments. You actually... <laughs> Can I share something that's too funny? It's, there's a f- kind of an inside joke. I, and it's, it's a beautiful inside joke. So once Father John Horgan, I was a seminarian, 23 years old, and we were having breakfast. And he said, oh, Lord, please let your people be holy today so that they don't have to go to confession. <laughs> <laughs> 
right right yeah. but and actually that's a that's a real human thing and i think a lot of people who are listening to this might feel the same way maybe you pray that no one calls or <laughs> no sure. one needs help yeah yeah i think that's a very human response yeah. to uh to what we experience on a day-to-day basis because as you said, if we're going to give to others, we're 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 spending ourselves, mm, yeah. um, humanly speaking right. and also spiritually speaking, right. and it does take its toll. Mm-hmm. And so there is a practical element to Sabbath, which means a physical restoration, yeah. where we're resting our bodies and we're resting ourselves emotionally and mentally, so that we can give to others. Um, you know, the, the charitable response when, when they come to us. Yeah, and another factor that plays into it for all of us, we love Jesus so much that, um, you know, you look at the example of the saints, they're, I mean, their giving is just amazing, and we all want to be saints. And so we think that part of the, because it is true, laying down your life and you read the lives of the saints, incredible schedules, they, they rarely write uh, hagiographies about the saints um, and how they rested. Right. It's usually about their activity. Right. What are they known for? St. Uh, Francis Xavier, 300,000 baptisms. We think of endless preaching. Mm-hmm. We talk about St. John Paul II. He, was, he went to bed late, got up early. Th- those things are all good. So in my life, with these wonderful teachings... Um, it led to a point of, wow, I'm not resting and I'm almost dreading certain things. And, um, it basically it hit a point where in, um, 2020 after COVID hit in March 11th, actually things increased in terms of ministry. There were now more, um, webinars, and more pressure and we were trying to really take care of people and i recognized during the summer that oh i took two weeks off felt good the first week now i feel terrible and what's going on this is not normal and so i asked archbishop miller i said i think i need a whole month off and then i remember driving realizing i'm not going to heal in a month i think i need 10 weeks wow off okay and he he was he responded god bless him the next day he said I, when i wrote him the email he said come in let's talk um he said yeah take 10 weeks off okay and he said go see a counselor because there's a human element not just the spiritual and the grace during that uh, my 10 week sabbatical um i started doing the counseling And a lot of it was the way I was approaching life. Um, Not only was there a desire to give, but there's other factors involved, such as not knowing how to say no. And that's not a virtue, right? So there's a a bunch of good things combined with a few negative things. I don't know how to say no. Um, I feel guilty if I'm exercising because I should be trying to save souls. And working uh, through that, um, that was all very good. And then I go away on the 30-day, I went on a 30-day retreat, the first one in my life. And we talked to, I talked to my spiritual director about that. Why is it that I'm hitting this wall? And the theological insight in there was that God really wants to, there are moments in my life when God wants to take care of me. 
that was really honestly eric revolutionary for me because again i thought my whole life i'm here to spend myself you've done everything for me isn't this my chance to give everything back to you and it is but there's also an element where the lord wants to actually take care of me and that insight okay so that was if you will the theological principle how am i going to live that out any thoughts so far coming before i get into the practicalities yeah, I think what you're speaking to is a paradigm shift, like a shift in the way that you saw how God wants to be with you and mm-hmm. to take care of you. And through that, he also invites you to spend yourself for others. Mm. And so it's a combination of both his care for you and your giving of others. So this mm-hmm. isn't a an either or situation, but it's it's a both and it's both. I'm going to receive from the Lord mm-hmm. as in it through a rhythm of working hard and resting well. Uh, and that's the best way for your own salvation and for the salvation of others. Right. Yeah. And actually it is very humbling. Mm-hmm. I think we have to admit that in our desire to love other people, become a saint, there is hidden pride. Yeah. Yep. There Absolutely. is. We, we love. I also realize at a human level, I love achieving. Mm-hmm. It feels good to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. You know, wow, you know, you did this, people thanked you. It's not conscious, but it's there. And and we're not saints, yeah. unfortunately. Isn't that, wow, that's interesting to admit. Yeah. We want to be, you and I want to be. Everyone, yeah. All of us want to be, but we're not. And yeah. the Lord, the humbling was really good. And we don't have the energy level of St. John Paul II. Yeah. Because that came from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He was already so, he humbled himself probably so much in the early years. That the Holy that would allow the Holy Spirit to raise them up, but in my case, I experienced this in my early forties. Yeah, would you say then that when we when we think about the examples of the saints and Saint John Paul II, uh, we'll put him kind of in in the middle of our conversation mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. that he did not follow a rhythm of of work and rest, like he that that he did not honor a Sabbath and and take rest. Hmm. Are you saying? Are you wondering if he did or not? Yeah, I'm just because you had mentioned like for a lot of the examples of the saints give us insight into how tirelessly they mm. worked. And so one of the, I think the things that could come out of that is an example of someone who did not or may not have right. taken Sabbath or, or, or taken rest. Um, yeah, I think. I don't know, obviously, the ins and outs of his life. Yeah. And remember, a lot of what we get from our, about the saints is filtered. Exactly. Because yeah. the people who are writing about them aren't, they're trying to inspire people to go to the cross and yeah. give of themselves. So they yeah. don't write about that. For example, St. Francis Xavier, his trip to India, I mean, I think it took six, nine months. So on the boat, he wasn't <laughs> maybe yeah. preaching 10 hours yeah. a day. Right. I'm mm-hmm. sure he was helping the other people as yeah. would be normal, but... I think maybe also in their world, there were moments of rest. So, for example, St. John Paul II would be walking more than we. Yep. And there's a natural built-in health there. Yeah. Um, and we know how much he would go to the outdoors. He himself talks about that. Yeah. Um, and maybe he didn't need a lot of sleep. And, and again, that spiritual reality, probably he humbled himself so much that when he was giving to the end, it was clearly God's will. Whereas it may be, I'll say in my case, and maybe a lot of people's cases, when we give of ourselves, it is still combined with a lot of ego. Yeah. 
uh, yeah. immaturity. Yeah, that's an, that's a good insight. I think when we think of the lives of the saints, we can be like their way of life is is trustworthy, mm. and so if they are tirelessly giving of um, of themselves to others. We know where the source of that gift is coming from. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just them and their own efforts that are that are being poured out to others. It's it's Christ living in them, right. and they are abiding well with their heavenly Father and are receiving the gifts to give. Mm-hmm. And I think through that receiving, sp- could speak into that that rhythm of right. of working hard and resting well. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So I got back from the sabbatical and one of my resolutions was to take 30 minutes of mercy every day. Okay. So in addition to my, uh, my regular prayer, um, and it's 30 minutes, which is very open-ended, 30 minutes of mercy. So it could just be sitting down and letting the Lord love me, mm. not trying to accomplish anything, not trying to go into if contemplative prayer. It could just be 30 minutes of me just sitting on the couch and I'm doing God's will doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't realize that. And I had permission. Okay. Because, wow, the Lord wants to take care of me. And that's almost like my Sabbath moment in the day, right? Because Sabbath isn't just once a week in that sense. It could be a daily right. renewal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good because now we're getting into some of the practicals of how to live out a, a yeah. rhythm of Sabbath in, in your life. So mm-hmm. for an individual, we can take rhythms of Sabbath of rest yes. in our day uh, where we're present with the Lord. And and this is, I think, what you're saying is it's distinct from a commitment to mental prayer or, or mm. personal prayer. This is yes. 30 minutes of mercy where you're allowing the Lord to just... And I'm not trying to achieve. Exactly. It's yeah. active receptivity. Yeah. So I am letting the Lord love. I'm not just being completely passive. So... I mean, there could be moments uh, when watching, like I joke about watching old Simpsons videos, right. the good ones. Yeah. And, and the test of that, if it's really life-giving, is at the end, do I want to love God and neighbor more? Ah. Yeah, right? That's good. That's a really good litmus test for resting. Yes. Like if you watch a good movie and you come out of that and you're like, man, I, I want to, let's pray. That's now we're talking. Yeah. And that does happen, right? Yes. That's a good insight because I, I think if sometimes when we go into a season of rest, mm-hmm. whether it's 30 minutes or a day or 30 days or 10 weeks, at the end of it, if our hearts are, uh, if we have a sense that our hearts are wanting to stay there, like mm. we don't we don't look forward to the, the rest of the day, or we don't look forward to praying with others or to the duties of the moment or to our responsibilities, then we haven't really taken rest mm-hmm. in the Lord, especially because right. like you said, you've taken 30 minutes and now you've been resolved now to go back to what God has asked you to do. And I didn't have yeah. to do it on purpose. I didn't have to yeah. choose it. It came naturally because I was filled. Yeah. And so I think that's a good litmus test for any of us. And and to go back to another beautiful lesson, it's just, I wasn't thinking about this. Father John Horgan said, yeah, sometimes vegging is helpful. But he really looked at it in terms of, are you going to go back to your duties more faithfully? Are you yes. going to love? Whereas sometimes, I mean, people, we talk about binging. Yes. And no one's energized after that. Yes. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good insight. Mm. So let's extend Sabbath and this idea of rest into ministry. Yes. Now, St. Anthony of Padua has 
committed to a Sabbath summer. Yeah, is we that, call it the Sabbath summer. Yeah, so yeah. What does that mean? And basically it was uh, years ago, maybe, is it six years ago, when we recognized that a lot of our ministry leaders are tired. And the fundamental change is the preaching. You know, the preaching affects so much of our culture. Um, so I started preaching about rest and the Sabbath, um, taking care of the body, um, receiving God's love. So that fundamentally changed. And then the expectation was, okay, let's not... Now, by the way, if you're really on fire and you want to launch Alpha in the summer and it's coming really from a holy place, by all means, mm -hmm. then it's truly restful. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of people, they need to hear that permission. Um, that's the main change. We purposely don't... It doesn't mean you do nothing, right? Yeah. The parish, we're always going to celebrate Mass. But is there anything we can change in the summer to intentionally rest in the Lord? Go spend time with your family. Okay, let, we'll, we'll preach about that because sometimes we don't bring that up during the year. So that's the main change. Okay. Uh, it's okay. a fun, yeah, go ahead. So, so you preach on Sabbath and rest mm -hmm. and making space and making time yeah. to, to be actively receptive mm. to, to the Lord's mm -hmm. movement in your life. Yeah. I'm assuming as well that structurally the parish tries to do less. Absolute, absolutely. But at the same time, you also you know, want to encourage those who have a, a real heart and a desire to do something um, that the Lord has prompted in them, whether it's to start an alpha or to start something. Yeah. But maybe the shift here is mm -hmm. that you've, you're as a pastor and, and, a, and, a, and a leader and, um, and, a, and a guide and, and a shepherd of, of St. Anthony of Padua, so you're, you're giving your people permission. Right. Permission not to be actively engaged in ministry in the same way that they have been from September to yeah. April, May, June. Mm -hmm, exactly. Saying, this is a time where you have permission. You don't have to feel guilty about mm -hmm. stepping away for a portion of time uh, to, to be actively receptive to, to God's movement in your life, exactly. to, to restore yourself physically, emotionally. Re yeah, the criterion, rest in the yeah. Lord, rest in the Lord. So if that means um, you're going to organize a retreat, tell me, are you receiving the Lord's love? And again, are you more energetic coming out of it? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. But on the other hand, if we don't launch any new faith studies or alpha in the next two months, that's also really good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that ministry leaders have a hard time uh, receiving that as a gift? Yes. Meaning, you know, they, they still have a, a desire to want to serve the parish, to mm. please you, to please those around mm. you. you know, there is there could be a sense of guilt that's that's playing out. Um, internally and so do you find that that's a difficult place to to manage within within the life of the parish I would think so so yeah. I think a lot of ministry leaders they're just so generous yeah and even I mean how many yeah v Jesus speaks I mean from what we have in the scriptures quantitatively more about the cross than about the rest yep that's just and I think because the human person tends towards maybe selfishness and laziness before the conversion. But after sure. the conversion, the devil will get us in different ways and he will distract us with good things. And the good things can be more ministry. And isn't that a, a common one? Well, if one holy hour is good, isn't two better? Mm. And mm. that gets in a lot of our minds. Right. And so saying to a lot of ministry leaders, 
okay, you need to spend more time with your family. Um, you should go let God delight in you. You are a child. And then, and then we can actually dig deeper into the whole biblical notion of not working on the Sabbath, which generally I guess we don't. Do you think we talk about a lot? I don't hear it too much. Yeah. 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 Considering that the word Sabbath is not in our general lexicon. That's right. We don't talk about it. Yeah. And I think a lot of maybe our, I just preached this last weekend about the difference between the weekend and the Sabbath. And I think the weekend, because conceptually it's really just about ourselves, mm -hmm. but it's not intentionally about resting in the Lord. So yeah, we, we're not talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Generally speaking, um, from a, maybe a secular perspective, people are overworked. Yes. We're busy. Mm -hmm. We fill our schedules. There is an achievement kind of drive to the culture, mm -hmm. right? If you're not doing something meaningful, uh, then you're not doing anything. And worth. there's also, yeah, yeah that's a yeah. huge factor that yeah. we take into our ministry because we were formed by this culture. Yes. And then there's all the dopamine hits. Yes. Of entertainment that we are all kind of addicted to. Yeah. Busyness and noise. Yeah. Yeah. These are things that we've all taken in, into ourselves and we haven't yet purified. Yeah. I, we're going to take this on a, just a side thought because, as you mentioned, the noise piece. Mm -hmm. I, I heard somewhere that artificial noise mm. is tiring to our brains okay. and to our bodies, but natural noise, like if you're out on a hike and you're listening to uh, a raging stream, uh, a waterfall, you're listening to the birds in the air, if you're in the ocean, you know, near an ocean, you're hearing that, those, those noises apparently are, are restorative. It's restful. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That so would it just kind of speaks into that dopamine hits, the idea of, you know, trying to consume and, and, and all of the, the noise that we, you know, we, we bring into our lives, maybe subconsciously, just, yes. you know, TV, podcast, radio, this podcast. The, and, yeah. and the phones, so, the yes, phones yeah. have, uh, while they're a great tool for ministry, yeah, they are taking over a lot of lives. Yeah. 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 So let's, let's hone in on, uh, why Sabbath is important, especially important for missionary disciples. So Proclaim speaks to the disciples here in the Archdiocese of Vancouver that's, um, that's actively involved and wanting to get involved in evangelization. Okay, so yeah, two things yeah. come to mind right away. Yeah. Not only is the rest important so that you can be truly missionary, yes. otherwise we might be there in body but not in spirit. Yes. And... When we give, we're not giving fully. Yeah. Okay, so simply from an apostolic perspective, we are creatures, we are not God, we cannot give all the time. So if you want your mission to be fruitful, if you want your family to be thriving, if you want to pray well, generally speaking, you should be rested when, if you want to pray with all your heart or you can start resenting even mm -hmm. the good. Okay, so that's the first one, but it's not the most important. The second one is more important that rest is a taste of eternity. Yes. And uh, uh, I think that's something where we have to train ourselves in that in St. John Paul II, um, in his apostolic letter, Dies Domini, Latin for day of the Lord, the final chapter he calls, Sunday is also called the day of days where you have that glimpse into eternity where heaven is basically an eternal Sabbath rest. There's also an element of self-giving and receiving, of course, perfect self-giving and self-receiving, but 
uh, yeah, we're not just resting so that we can go, go, go. It's not just a means to an end. It is a good in itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Let's talk about now some of the practicals. If you could imagine or offer some insight to describe what Sabbath could look like for the everyday apostle, the, the everyday missionary disciple, the family that's looking to make a change. They're, they're listening to this podcast and they're saying, wow, that sounds amazing. I could definitely use rest in my life. I could definitely um, increase my, you know, my commitment to honor the Sabbath. How, what, what are some practical suggestions that you would offer? We definitely have to discern this. Each person is different and you listen to that, I think, ache in your heart. So, well, I can say for me, physical rest, sleep is my nemesis. Um, but for other people, it might not be that. They just long to be with others. That is so critical because they're not really having nourishing relationships. For a lot of people, they're going to have to have extended moments of quiet time with the Lord. I think, yeah, we all have to really pay attention to the heart. And it will, I think, come from those moments of silence and journaling and mm -hmm. saying, you can almost feel it and you do have to quiet the mind. What is the legitimate need of, of your body, of your soul, your mind? You mentioned earlier the importance of reading. A lot of us aren't reading. We're too busy. We need to nourish the mind with truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're reminding me of a few things that might be helpful to our Proclaim listeners. I'd say, you know, if, if you want to honor a, a Sabbath day, of course, Sunday would be the, the day to do that. So part of that for all of us is to, you know, to honor the, <clears throat> the Sunday obligation to attend Mass. Mm. But I think it, it can extend beyond that and into the rest of the day. It could be a, like an extended meal where you're having conversation with good friends and with your family mm -hmm. rather than to see, uh, see the, you know, the lunchtime or a mealtime as the task to get done and then to move on to, <laughs> to other things. Right. Or you could think about turning off your devices for the day and to say, to see what, what comes through the, almost the freedom that it brings to, to the day. You're probably going to wonder, you know, or, or for those that, that are, uh, used to being on your phones and, and devices all the time. It's going to be a challenge, but it could end up opening up other conversations, moments of silence, rest, etc. Eric, do you want to tell people about your family resolution <coughs> of making Sunday different? Because the amount of practical, practical things. Sure. Yeah, thanks for prompting that. Uh, a number of years ago, my wife and I, Vanessa, we, we were praying and, and asking the Lord, you know, how to direct our family. And that was one of the phrases that he gave to us is to, to make Sunday look different mm. from every other day of the week. And every other the day of the week included activities and driving kids to and from school and, you know, all of the, the, the necessary parts of operating a family. Uh, so we decided that on Sunday we would try to make the day just look different knowing that we wanted to honor the Sabbath. We wanted to honor the Lord's Day. So it wasn't just for us to make sure that we go to Mass on Sunday as a family, but we also commit to not having uh, kids' activities on that day, soccer or, you know, other sports activities. If, if they landed on Sunday, then... You said no birthday parties for No the birthday kids. parties. Yeah, exactly. No yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of neat that a lot of birthday parties land on the Saturday, which is great, but every now and then we do get, you know, the... The Sunday that comes up, and it, it's a hard decision. We have to say, mm -hmm. you know, we, we, you know, respectfully 
respectfully decline. But we mm -hmm. also extend our meal, like I mentioned, our after mass we 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 do our social at the parish, but then we also have a brunch or we try to have a dinner with the family. So so those are a couple of the things that that we would do. And two yep. things also come to my mind: um, carefree timelessness, mm. that great expression from Matthew Kelly, mm -hmm. that some of the best moments in our lives. You might say tonight we've got three hours for a family dinner, but you go into it again not trying to achieve and it's kind of flexible and it's um you know it's dedicated time but you're not planning it yeah and creating that space for those moments where oh yeah we just finished we don't have anything planned let's go play board games mm -hmm. yeah that's one important thing to keep in mind carefree timelessness the other one is on our sabbath do we want to pray more mm. So there could be a temptation that for a lot of us disciples where we pray as part of our job, mm. but as soon as we get to the Sabbath, the prayer kind of takes a hit. And that, we want to look, listen to that. You know, I remember thinking, um, what was it? I, I saw that in my own life. Man, if I don't want to, if I'm not really looking forward to praying on Monday, because Monday is my Sabbath, as it is for most priests, there's, it's saying something about me. Maybe it's because, and for me, it was just so tired. But I think a lot of us have to pay attention to that. Do we really want to pray on our Sabbath? Mm. That's a good That's test. That's a good test, yeah. Maybe what we should be asking ourselves as well with, mm -hmm. with Sabbath, and if we're approaching Sabbath in, in, a, in a proper way, is, are, is everything in our lives becoming more healthy and more what God wanted it to be so the sabbath is a rest for ourselves so are, are we becoming more emotionally healthy spiritually healthy physically healthy yes. and are our relationships also becoming more healthy yes and if so then then sabbath is is really doing what mm -hmm. it's meant to do are our relationship with god becoming more healthy as mm. well so sabbath isn't a rest from prayer <laughs> That's, right it's it's really about making sure that we take the time to to take to to strengthen our relationships i was just thinking yeah. about in connection to how it impacts everything so if, if someone's saying eric i'm just too busy to get that get that sabbath what are we going to do yeah. do you how do we get there do we have to start fixing everything during the other weekdays to get there or do, uh, i think it's a bit of both that's the way it worked in my life uh on the one hand we the, the Lord challenges us to step out in faith and to say, I know you actually have, you're not going to get everything done, but if you step out in faith and start, take a Sunday where, oh, you're going to fall behind. Hmm. Actually, it re, what do you call it? Um, have you heard of that expression? Is it called Parkinson's law where um, activity expands to the amount of time you give it? Oh, right. Yep. And I think, yeah, the idea is that hey if god gave you eight days you're just you're not going to get caught <laughs> up anyway right eight days a week yeah and so i think if you start stepping out in faith and saying yeah i you're not allowed to do anything on yeah. sunday you're still going to get it ultimately all done yeah and so that's a great way to start yeah yeah and it i, I think your story as well is is, is an example of where to start like mm. we have to change our minds about how we see things there's a paradigm shift to say like if i'm going to be fully giving of myself in, in service to others, 
then I also have to give permission for for God to like to fill fill me and to yep to to help with that rhythm of Sabbath in my life. And the other maybe great step is you better start by humbling yourself. That's yes. where it started with me. Yeah. The first thing where I told my the leadership team at St. Anthony's, okay, I'm not doing well. Okay, that was a big step. Mm. Then I accept, okay, something's really wrong. Then I wrote the email to the archbishop. I need more than the average uh, month that priests get mm-hmm. of vacation. Mm-hmm. And typically we also try to uh, serve six days a week. Mm-hmm. And then there was more humility by going to see a counselor mm-hmm. because I didn't think my problem was big enough that I needed a counselor. And that was such a grace to, when the bishop said, go see a counselor, that was actually kind of humiliating. Right. But that was, yeah, I mean, that happens for everyone. Mm-hmm. But can I say that I've, that was so fruitful. I still see that same counselor every three weeks since then. So for, uh, is that two and a half years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's where I check in on my human side. Right. He checks in on my sleep. So I still have spiritual yeah. direction, yeah. but I pay money yeah. every three weeks because that actually helps everyone. Yeah. So yeah. humility, I think you might have to, everyone might have to start with humility yeah. And, yeah. and say, this is not working. Yeah. 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 It's an acknowledgement of who we are and an acknowledgement of who God is and an acknowledgement that we're not God mm. <laughs> and that we don't have, we don't have an unlimited supply of resources to give out to others as much as we would love to say that we do we just don't can i also say should we maybe go into the fruits of the sabbath yeah let's do it so when i stepped away for those 10 weeks everyone else in the parish got better okay (laughs) can you imagine because you don't think that right? right you think you're so you know you're leading yeah but it it forced everyone to get better yep it forced people to grow et cetera et cetera so that's a fruit yeah. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yep. When we truly rest in the Lord, everyone benefits, even at the beginning when you say, oh, I didn't get all the work done. Okay. That's a fruit. Yep. What else? Well, we can talk about the fruits. And I mean, my old life, I mean, just so much healthier. Yeah. The sleep improved. Um, well, the energy, the hunger mm-hmm. for ministry mm. yeah i mean it was yeah life-changing yeah 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 i i can see a lot of fruits that come as a result of committing to sabbath like you said you become practically speaking probably more efficient with and effective with the time that you have um after making the commitment to to give a day to give a, a period of time over to the Lord, whether it's daily or weekly or monthly or mm. annually, you have a rhythm. I think that's that's one thing. Like you said as well, you, you probably returned stronger and more healthy. So your relationships with others um, probably were stronger. You start to become a good example. Yep. Yep. You're really a good example of a more attractive example, mm-hmm. especially yep. for people who don't yet know Christ, sometimes we're not very attractive examples yeah. because we, we smile, but as it was said about a saint, it's not a happy smile right? because we're tired sure. and we actually don't want to talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So now we, a uh, fruit of it is, is, uh, is that we're a lot more, um, effective witnesses. Yes. Yeah. People look at our lives and, 
um, and they ask that question, why are they like this? And they're not looking at us thinking, why are they like that? Why are they tired? <laughs> why are they grumpy? <laughs> right. Why, why does it look like their life is, you know, uh, you know, Jesus made their life. Yeah. Jesus made their life worse. Yes. How can that be? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If we're honoring the Sabbath and we're taking time for rest and we're taking time for ourselves and for our relationship with God and relationship with others, that turns into a joyful, a joyful witness. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Okay. I think we're wrapping up for our episode. Father Justin, I'm going to give you the last word. Is there, is there something you'd love to give to, uh, by way of a, an insight, a word of encouragement, an exhortation to our Proclaim listeners? Yeah, I just want to thank all of you for your incredible love of Jesus, all the ministry that you do, and um, if you are not living the Sabbath uh, fully yet and your heart is yearning for more, yeah, please humble yourself, start telling people, and um, reach out, first of all, to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit. Uh, please humble yourself. It's it might seem impossible, but yeah, reach out in, in faith. And I just hope you can have life to the full and you can be overflowing for everyone. Mm -hmm. Amen. So listeners, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. I hope that there was a nugget, an insight, something that uh, you're going to walk away with. And I hope that it's going to prompt for you a, a refreshing or a, maybe a renewed commitment to honoring the Sabbath that you would find a way in your life to include a rhythm of Sabbath uh, in your missionary discipleship. So if there was something that struck you and that was fruitful for you, I invite you to share it with others that might be, um, that might be looking for something like this to help them engage and to renew their rhythm of life and committing to the Sabbath. So thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. God bless you. Thanks, Father Justin. Thanks. Thanks.